Michigan State University interim president, Teresa K. Woodruff, joins me to elaborate on topics she covers in her August 2023 Spartan Community Letter, which you can read by clicking on the Communications tab at president.msu.edu. President Woodruff, always great to talk with you. You as well, Russ. Glad to be with you. Well, boy, this is the time of year where it's just such a feeling of renewal, a start of a new school year. The newest Spartans joining us on campus this month are members of the class of 2027. That's MSU's 166th graduating class. And preliminary enrollment reports indicate another strong and diverse entering class of more than 11,000 first-year and transfer students. As I said, the beginning of a new school year brings a lot of excitement and anticipation. What are some of your overall thoughts as we begin another year? And I I think there's a John Hanna quote rolling around in your head. <laughs> there is, but, you know, the, the biggest thing about the beginning of the new academic year is, uh, you know, tra- traveling across campus takes a little longer, both by bike and uh, which I do, as well as by uh, by car. And that's really exciting. We're seeing families and parents. I was with uh, some of our James Madison uh, students and parents uh, just last week uh, as they were doing an early start. I've been talking with a lot of students on campus it's an exciting time. And uh, this summer I was at a meeting and someone said they were despairing for the future. And I said, I'm not because of our MSU students, because of their energy and drive and determination. And and you're right, it brought to mind um, one of John Hanna's quotes that I put in the newsletter and hopefully it will resonate with others. And uh, to me, it it demonstrates really the optimism I have when uh, Hanna said it is an encouraging time to be young. Where there is so much to do that can be done. What an interesting turn of the phrase, but it also just is that push into the future, which is what our young Spartans are doing. Yes, and we will celebrate several milestones this year, among them the 150th anniversaries of the W.J. Beale Botanical Garden and the enrollment of our first international students. And we're gathering in the garden on September 13th to celebrate and look forward, correct? That's right. So, you know, the Beale Garden is, uh, as you know, from my Tiny Mike interview, Russ, my favorite (laughs) place on campus. I think it's just a wonderful um, living, learning laboratory um, in a beautiful spot of reflection and, of course, for many of us, healing. But uh, it was started 150 years ago and is part of one of the longest running experiments on the planet. And it continues to teach us uh, every single day. And One of the things that uh, it taught me recently is there's a section in the garden on invasives, and they have worked to remove those invasives from the garden. They were used, as you know, Beale wanted to uh, educate the uh, farmers about um, the various uh, plants, including weeds that are part of their environment. Well, some of the invasives they decided, which were on display, they needed to remove because that was important to not disseminate seeds, et cetera, by birds and other manner. And even as they're doing that, it's really hard to remove invasive. So they keep coming up. And uh, so that's uh, lessons continue to be learned every day in the garden. And you're exactly right on our international students. 150 years ago, we enrolled our first international students. Michigan State has always been a land grant. We're also a world grant institution. We led the world 150 years ago by saying that we not only are going to educate in a new way that didn't occur in any other university in America, but we're going to educate more broadly. And uh, that includes international students. And as you saw in the 
story where we discovered um, by trying to put in uh, the framework for hammocks, the old observatory. And if you look at that image, um, there's a woman sitting in the middle of that image. Um, so we have been opening the doors as wide as we can to the broadest number uh, and uh, widest um, diversity of entrance to this university. Uh, really since its inception. And that's something that I think is very strong and, and valuable for us all to keep in mind. And the start of fall semester also heralds the return of fall athletics, including Spartan football, with another big anniversary to celebrate throughout the season, the centennial of yeah, Spartan absolutely. Stadium. Yeah. You know, I love that part, Russ. So, you know, <laughs> the stadium was built in parts, but it was the 19, uh, 1923 version, which is uh, the oldest end. And that's also where we have a lot of our museum holdings. So I've been under the, uh, I don't know how many people have been underneath and in the labyrinth of the old part of the of the stadium, but I have been, and it looks like old knob and tube um, electricity. It's a really interesting place. And in fact, John Hanna at the time uh, at, thought that rural uh, Michiganders were losing their history. And so he called to Michiganders to bring their implements of the uh, of rural life and so we house a lot of that in the 1923 the oldest end of the stadium um so you know it's a it, it is a really interesting placement of the stadium the centennial anniversary that we'll be celebrating stadium red cedar library so with the library and the and the stadium looking right at each other uh and as you know as provost i said i'll never close the library on a football saturday um, because this is a place of learning and of sport. And we've continued with that um, since I've arrived. And I think that says something about the uh, the breadth and the value and the opportunity that we have at Michigan State University. And MSU this season will begin the sale of alcohol at athletic and other events. Talk about the decision process in reaching that conclusion. Well, you know, the governor um, did a, a thoughtful analysis of the literature and uh uh, our um, vice president for health uh, for um, public safety, Marlon Lynch, um, was part of the uh, individuals to whom she turned for information on how this might make uh, for a more safe environment. We know binge drinking is a big problem across uh, college campuses and kind of loading up before you get into the stadium can be a problem. So um, we're going to be um, watching the data. We know that from other Big Ten institutions who have instituted the um, uh, the sale of alcohol in a um, measured way, uh, that they've had a decrease in, um, in uh, those kinds of incidents, but we'll be carefully cap uh, capturing the data and looking at it in real time, not looking at the end and looking back, but really looking in real time. And it's very important to me that um, we are... Uh, ensuring a safe and enjoyable environment and celebration of athletics um, for those who don't drink as well. And so we want to be uh, uh, as enabling to um, those who don't drink, those who might be recovering from addiction, as well as those who, uh, who are choosing to imbibe. It's a very important part of being thoughtful about uh, every individual as they come onto our campus and are part of our uh, venues and events. And President Woodruff, while we're talking about athletics, there's so much going on. It's evolving quickly. A lot of fans are having trouble keeping up, I think, with NIL and the transfer portal and the conference realignments. Just what sort of your assessment on the state and, and future of college athletics, both its challenges and opportunities ahead? 
Well, Russ, that's the biggest question ever. Yeah. So we are the bigger uh, Big Ten again with the addition of uh, of Oregon and Washington. And I think as the presidents and chancellors have uh, of the Big Ten have reviewed the ways in which um, we need to make these decisions, many of us, myself uh, prominently included, really we're trying to think about what was in the best interest of our student athletes and in the best interest of uh, amateurism and sport. And so certainly there are a lot of pressures that have come into the system uh, as TV revenues um, have increased, as coaches' salaries have increased in those two dimensions, uh, as well as individual states as they've put new legislation in and um, you know, the NCAA uh, maybe hasn't kept up quite as much. We are working uh, with our new um, commissioner of the Big Ten, Tony Petiti, that again, I was very privileged to be part of the uh, interview and selection process uh, to make sure that we're really engaged with Charlie Barker, Barker at the NCAA, with um, the SEC, ACC, and really thinking about how all of um, amateur sport as it uh, lives out in the college and university setting needs to be enabled. Uh, this can't be just unidimensionally about um, R1 or certain powerhouse universities. It has to really be about the heart of amateurs, amateurism itself. There are several bills that are going through Congress. We're very actively part of the thought experiments on how those are going to be brought forward. Um, there's a lot of issues on antitrust, et cetera. So uh, Russ, there's a lot to think about, and uh, um, this is really a, a moment for leadership uh, in the area of uh, of athletics and ensuring that we don't tip into a place where um, we've lost the student-athlete's value proposition, and that to me is first and foremost. Talking with Michigan State University Interim President Teresa K. Woodruff on MSU Today. And Teresa, another third party has validated MSU's value. That's Money Magazine's latest best college ratings. And the Association for Public and Land-Grant Universities designated MSU as an innovation and economic prosperity university. Your intent remains keenly focused on student success and economic impact. Absolutely. Accessibility and affordability uh, and uh, outreach with impact, really some of the things that you've heard me talk about since uh, since I've been provost. Uh, and we're really seeing the outcomes of the good work that we've been doing over the last three years. And I was really delighted to see the uh, Money Magazine uh, Best College uh, rating. And uh, while I'm happy, you've heard me say this a lot, Russ, I'm happy, but I'm not satisfied. It is that on a scope and scale of the open admissions that we have at Michigan State, um, there's no other university that admits as many students, uh, that makes as many offers as we do, and has the high graduation rate of 82%. That's a value proposition that is really, um, really something that people need to know about. There's a lot of uh, folks in the media who are trying to decry the value of higher education. And I think those folks are trying to, uh, they're trying to make some families and students stumble on their way towards higher ed. And so we really want to make that message clear that the value proposition of a MSU degree is high and the uh, the dollars you put into your degree when you complete really never amortize. They only grow. Uh, and uh, our, our commitment to our students is to continue to develop the systems of support that uh, enables an 86% graduation rate. And again, on a denominator of Michigan states, that means a lot of additional individuals are going to be uh, in that successful part of that equation. 
And um, I th I'm really excited about that. But of course, for a great university, we're about teaching and learning and research and outreach. And so that second designation, the APL USEC uh, uh, designation for uh, an economic prosperity innovation uh, university is so critical. We contribute about $5.8 billion annually to, Mich to the state of Michigan. And that's really, um, we should be so proud as Michigan uh, citizens, that we have three R1 universities, Michigan State, Michigan, and, and Wayne State. What, all, what other state like ours has, has that ability to change the world so profoundly? And Michigan State is really making a difference in, uh, just as our founder said, in the practical sciences and arts. And, uh, and then our, our graduates um, stay in the state of Michigan and uh, continue that prosperity uh, equation. So really excited for what comes next as we continue to build out this great university. And speaking of research, we do like to highlight impactful MSU research when we talk. Our facility for rare isotope beams announced a five-year, $529 million award from the U.S. Department of Energy Office of Science to continue EFRIB's world-leading nuclear science research. And MSU continues to innovate in the mobility space. Earlier this summer, we finalized a $9 million federal investment to develop the next generation of lightweight, all-terrain autonomous ground vehicles for the U.S. Army at Michigan State. Again, just our diverse and impactful research portfolio. Well, what I, what I want people to know is that the research we do has practical implications in the lives we live. And uh, EFRIB is one of those, as everybody knows, just one of the most exciting examples of mid-Michigan's ability to get things done. We built that facility from scratch. And, uh, you know, I have uh, screens, three screensavers on my computer, one of which is an individual welder who is down in the bowels in the basement of EFRIB doing a weld on a vacuum tube that no one else had ever invented before and through which atoms would be sent that would collide and create the isotopes that were only discovered ever before in the middle of exploding stars. That's a mid-Michigan weld on a piece of piping that had never been created that is now allowing us to learn something about who we are and the universe in which we live. And ultimately, not only will it create new knowledge, it will help us with a whole variety of new technologies and perhaps medical applications. That's impact. And that's what people in, in the state of Michigan need to be really just powerfully proud of. And uh, we continue to have not just an EFRA, but in many other ways in our uh, silicon chips and in our bioplastics. I saw uh, an article that in the state of Arizona, they've not been able to build uh, a chip manufacturing firm. They don't have our mid-Michigan welders. We are an ecosystem of innovation. It is not just our scientists or our educators or administrators. Michigan State is about the state of Michigan. And that is the way in which we will all rise. And I'm really excited about what else is coming from our research community. You're here, Spartans will. And finally, President Woodruff, it has been six months now since the violence we experienced on February 13th on our campus. Talk about how the campus will remember next February 13th. And also, Vice President and Chief Safety Officer Marlon Lynch, whom you mentioned before, is continuing his work 
on enhancing, improving, and implementing many safety and security measures to, to strike that important balance, right? To keep our living, learning laboratory campus thriving yep. and open while safely protecting everyone, right? It's a, it's a delicate balance. It is. And I've charged uh, Marlon with this work uh, full time to make sure that we are attending to all the details. And I really appreciate him. And I've also charged him with communicating. Uh, and I think one of the things we've always um, we've tried to do uh, is to make sure that we keep everyone in the loop um, and um, are really part of building that loop. And uh, I think it is that is uh, leadership in community. Uh, and he is doing that. And I appreciate his work in that regard. Uh, we will suspend classes uh, on the uh, one-year um, anniversary of that date, and it allows everyone to spend time in remembrance and reflection. And one of the things, Rhett, uh, Russ, that I'm really aware of is that people are not just on one path at different rates, but there are uh, folks that are coming into our community that weren't here in uh, February of last year. So people are literally on different pathways as well. So in a community as broad and diverse as ours, we have to really make sure that we're thoughtful about everyone and where they are and uh, not have a one size fits all. And I think that's been, again, a hallmark of the way we've thought, we've been thinking about grace and empathy and accommodation with uh, excellence and achievement. And uh, all of that uh, depends on everyone being of equal goodwill for each other, that it's not just my success, but I wish for your success. And how can I help achieve my goals and help you achieve your goals? And if we think about that in community, uh, I think we'll continue to heal and um, we will always remember, but uh, we will continue to um, move forward as a community. Well, President Woodruff, thanks for your leadership and for sharing your insights with me again today. Well, I'm just excited. You know me, I'm on my bike <laughs> all over the place. Uh, and uh, I like to just stop and say hello to everybody. Luckily, I'm a waver and people wave back. And, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe just to go back to President Hannah, it's it's a great time to be young. And I think uh, I would amend that to say it's also a great time to be a Spartan. So thank you so much for what you do, Russ. Really appreciate you. That's Michigan State University Interim President Teresa K. Woodruff joining me to elaborate on some topics she covers in her August 2023 Spartan Community Letter, which you can read by clicking on the Communications tab at president.msu.edu. And you can follow President Woodruff along on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as well. I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.